0: Today, to another podcast episode of Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce, and what a privilege it is to have all of you out there by SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Blueberry, and others. We're just so very pleased and happy to have you with us today. We're going to continue with our study in the Book of Revelation. I know it's going to be a blessing to you If it is, like it and share it with others You can also go over to Establishedinthefaith.com And if you go there, you'll find more information On how you can subscribe to this podcast As well We love hearing from you, so please feel free to contact us With any questions and comments That you may have Well, we're going to go on into our study now Picking it up in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 1 Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you Bibles tonight turn to Revelation chapter nine. We're going to be looking at a number of different scriptures tonight throughout the Word of God. But we'll begin with Revelation chapter nine. And while you're there, if you found it, look up Job chapter thirty eight. And put a finger hold there. We're going to begin first of all. Revelation chapter 9. Verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded. And I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now in the 8th chapter under the second and third trumpet judgment. The Bible says that stars fell into the bodies of water, and the bodies of water were affected. There were problems, whatever the case. And these were actual meteorites that fell in chapter 8. But this one here is a little bit different because of the personal pronoun him that is used there uh, in verse 1. The word star has been used of angels in the Bible and because of that we believe that this star is an angel. Uh, If you will look at Job chapter 38 and if you will move down to verse 4. Job 38 Verse 4 And the Lord is speaking unto Job, and he said, Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who has laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. The phrase morning star is figurative of the sons of God and it denotes angels. Now, back over in Revelation chapter 9 and verse 1 we see that John saw a star that was falling, or a fallen star. He said, I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. This is a fallen angel. It very well could be Lucifer or one of the other uh, angels that sided with him when he rebelled against God sometime in the dateless past. Now, some of what I will go over with you tonight, some of you may have heard it before. Some of you may have never heard it in all of your life. But what I'm going to try to give to you tonight is a theory, and I'll back it up with Scripture. Where did Satan come from? What happened? And that's what we're going to take a look at tonight. Now, all of this took place in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, that particular period of time. And of course, we all know what Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, If you will, we're going to take a look at some scripture in Ezekiel chapter 28. So if you'll take your Bible and flip over there to Ezekiel chapter 28, we're going to look at something there. But like I said, you know, in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. When we look at the events as it pertains to the creation of, of this earth, we know that God created the earth and then He created the life that's on the earth, the inhabitants. And if we use earth as a pattern, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. So all of the heavens were created first, and with that, all of the angelic host and the inhabitants of heaven. Were created at that time. Now, as we've just read there in Job chapter 38, we saw where the morning stars sang together and they were praising God when the foundations of the earth was laid. So when God created all of the angelic hosts, Lucifer was created along with Gabriel and all of the other angels. God spoke the word and formed them all at one time. How he did that, I don't know. How many did he create? We don't know. But we know that when the heavens were created, he created all of the life forms that would be existing there, all of the angelic host, the cherubim, the seraphim, the living creatures that we see around the throne of God crying, holy, 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 and whatever the case. All of those angelic beings were created at one time. At this particular time and they were all singing and shouting for joy uh, when the foundation of the earth was laid. Now Lucifer was created at that time and if you'll look in Ezekiel chapter 28, move down if you will to verse 12. This passage of scripture here has what is known as the law of double reference. Um, It goes right along with when Jesus spoke to Simon Peter. Jesus said, I'm going to go into Jerusalem and I'll be portrayed into the hands of sinful men and they will crucify me and I'll be raised again the third day. And Simon Peter took the Lord off to the side and rebuked him and said, this be far from you. And the Lord looked at Simon Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. So... Simon Peter at that time did not realize it, but he was being used as a tool of Satan at that time. Now, this is the same thing that we see happening here in Ezekiel chapter 28 when it talks about the king of Tyrus. Ezekiel 28 verse 12, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the burial, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes were prepared in thee that in the day that thou wast created. Now, when it talks about the pipes and the tabrets, it is speaking of musical ability. So he could carry a, a tune in a bucket, but he was the best at it. God put everything he had into Lucifer. And uh, like I said, this refers to his musical ability. And many Bible scholars believe that he was in charge of all the worship that was going on. Okay, Ezekiel 28, verse 14. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God... Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. Where did sin come from? Right there. When Lucifer, and we're going to look at what caused his fall. If you'll go ahead and flip over to Isaiah chapter 14. When iniquity was found in a Lucifer, that's where sin started. It all started right there. And it says here in, in uh, the 15th verse of Ezekiel 28, Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created, till iniquity was found in thee. Some of the things that we're going to read about here in the book of Revelation, the ninth chapter... And we read the description of these beings. God did not originally create them this way. They became this way because of sin and siding with Lucifer way back there in the eons of the past whenever it was. You know, and man is not exactly what God originally created. We're created in God's image And we were in his likeness to start with, but once man fell in the garden, we took on a different image and a different likeness, the likeness of sinful man. The Bible says that Jesus was born in the likeness of sinful man, yet without sin. But we do not know exactly what God's original creation of man looked like. I heard one Bible commentator say that if you want to know what God originally created man to look like, look at Jesus and uh, look at him after the resurrection in that glorified body. That is what God uh, originally intended for man to be, but because of man, we're in this fallen state and Lucifer is no longer perfect in his ways. He's no longer a perfect beauty. I mean, a, a a perfect being. That beauty is gone. All right, Isaiah fourteen. We're going to take a look at what happened to Lucifer. Isaiah fourteen. Move down, if you will, to verse twelve. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Now stop right there for just a minute. Seeing how that Lucifer had a throne... He was in leadership position. He was in charge. He had a throne. And you cannot have a throne and be in charge unless you have subjects under you. Okay? So Lucifer had a throne and he said there, I will ascend up. Into heaven, So a lot of Bible scholars believe and think that Lucifer, when God created the heavens and created all of the angelic hosts and he created Lucifer, put the finest that he had into him, all of this ability and talent to sing and play musical instruments, put him in charge of the worship, that when God created this earth in the very beginning, It is possible that God put Lucifer in charge of the earth before he created man. Now, that's just a theory. That's a thought. We're going to come back and touch on that again in just a minute. He said there in Isaiah 14, verse 13 again, let's look at that. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven... I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like thee most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Lucifer was exalted in himself. Self was his problem self is our problem today i preached on it last sunday morning self look at the number of times that lucifer used that phrase i will i will i will exalt myself i will be like the most high i will do this i will do that and that is where lucifer failed He was exalted in himself, that's where it all started. And he became Satan. He's no longer referred to as Lucifer, he is now referred to as Satan. Now, in Revelation 12 and verse 4, we read that the dragon's tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. That is where we believe that a third of the angelic host fell with Lucifer when this rebellion took place. So, not only did Lucifer fall, but he took one third of the angels with him. These are fallen angels. And we're going to look at some of these fallen angels a little bit later on in the book of Revelation. We're also going to look at some of these demon spirits. Uh, These weird-looking locust-type creatures with the long hair and the face of a man, and they got tails like scorpions and whatever the case. These are spirit beings in the spirit world. They do exist. They came from this time period that we're studying right now. All right. Uh, Jesus said... In Luke 10:18 he said I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven I beheld Satan fall as lightning from heaven All of this we believe took place Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 Alright, is everybody with me so far? Any questions? Because now the road's going to get a little bumpy. You got a question? It started in his heart, till iniquity was found in thee. So that he was the founder of it. If he was in charge of all the worship that was going up to God... He wanted to exalt his throne along with the, he wanted to worship just like God was getting the worship. He wanted all that worship going to him. And and as beautiful as he was, some of the other angels sided with him and said, Hey, I think, you know, you ought to try this thing or whatever the case. And so a third of them went with him. There's a lot about that we really don't know, but this much we do know. That this did happen. God did not create a devil. He created a a beautiful angelic being. That made a decision to rebel against God. And because of that now he has become Satan. And Satan had. According to what I'm reading here. He had a throne. He was in charge. He had dominion. And if he was going to exalt his throne and go up into the heavens, that means that he was on a lower level than heaven would be. So that means that he was in charge and had dominion maybe of this earth and whatever was going on this earth at that time. All right. Now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The word earth means dry ground. That's what earth means, dry ground. When you look in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, it says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the dry ground. Why do we see the earth covered in water, verse 2? Is there a contradiction? No. The theory is that there is an undetermined period of time between Genesis chapter 1 and And verse 1 and Genesis uh, verse 2. It could have been billions of years. Thousands of years. We don't know. But we do know this. The angelic host was created before this earth was created. Lucifer was a beautiful angel and he became Satan. Before Genesis 1 and verse 2. Because when God created, well, recreated this world, a lot of people look at the first couple of chapters of Genesis as God's original creation. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's the traditional view that all of us have. But now if you look at the gap theory uh, point of view, then those six days were actually recreation days, not original creation days. If you count up the genealogies and go back, the earth is only 6,000 years old. But scientists with all their carbon dating tells us that the earth is billions of years old. How do you explain that? And they've got the proof. They go back and they dig up these huge dinosaurs. Still got grass in their mouth where they just died suddenly. Suddenly. What happened? Where did these things come from? Is it a hoax? No, these things actually existed. God created them sometime in the eons of the past. The thought is, the theory is, scientists tell us that when these dinosaurs died suddenly, it was almost as if something like a meteorite so big hit the earth and caused such chaos that it just wiped out everything overnight instantly killed everything i just wonder when lucifer led his rebellion against god and god got a hold of that rascal grabbed him by the neck and chunked him down (laughs) back to the earth i wonder if that was the fallen star that hit the earth and destroyed everything at that particular time i don't know It's just a thought. Like I said, some of this of which I'm telling you tonight, you've never heard of before. Some of you probably heard it. Some of you are going to have to take some of this and set it up on the shelf and and think about it. But uh, like I said, this is only a theory. It's only a theory. But we do know that Lucifer became Satan before the Garden of Eden. Let's take a look at some scripture. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We're going to pick it up there. God said, Genesis 1:26, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. When God created man, He created him to have dominion over this earth. Now, if Lucifer had a throne and he was in charge prior to this, guess what he's going to be trying to do? He's going to be trying to gain back the position that he had before he led that rebellion against God. That's why we see him in the Garden of Eden. And also, look in Genesis 2 verse 15. Look at what the Lord said to Adam. Genesis 2.15. The Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Keep it from what? Right there, God pointed to an enemy. Adam, you're to have dominion over this earth. There's an enemy. Keep this garden safe. From the enemy. Verse 16. The Lord God commanded the man saying. Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof. Thou shalt surely die. As long as Adam obeyed God. And stayed alive. He would have dominion over the earth. But the moment Adam partook of the forbidden fruit, he handed his dominion over to Satan. And sin is what gives Satan the legal right to do what he does in this world. When Jesus died on Calvary, he wiped the slate clean. He did away with that. He paid, he paid the price for sin. Every single human being in this world can be free tonight if they would simply believe, believe in Jesus Christ. But because of unbelief, the sin of unbelief, Satan has the legal right to kill Steal and destroy. And that's what he does. And he does a good job of it. And of course, as we know, Adam partook of the tree. He fell. And now Satan has a legal right to have dominion. Now, where is Satan at today? A lot of people picture Satan, the devil, in hell. With some pitchforks. He's not in hell. I'm going to blow your mind tonight. But Satan's in heaven. Believe it or not. He has access to the throne of God. Well James where do you get that from? Take a look at Job chapter 1. Flip over there. We'll look at it. Job chapter 1. If you thought you were going to come to church tonight and go to sleep, you're in a rude awakening. I'm keeping you all busy, flipping around, looking in these scriptures. The Bible says, search the scriptures, for in them you have eternal life. Job chapter 1, move down if you will, to verse 6. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Satan has access to heaven. Verse 7, The Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. The Lord said to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in all the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and exceweth evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance has increased in the land. But put forth now thine hand, touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, All that he hath is in thine power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Satan is going to and fro in the earth. Jesus said he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he has access to the throne of God and he has to ask permission to do what what he does and here we see satan asking permission to get at one of god's children job was a righteous man an upright man that's the lord's testimony of job he was a perfect he was upright man he was living right And Satan said, I can't get at him. You put a hedge about him, and I can't get to him. You blessed him on all sides. Let that hedge down so I can get to him. Spiritually speaking, around every single one of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, there is a hedge. There is a hedge of red blood around us. And Jesus has drawn the line in the sand and said, I double-dog dare you devil to cross it. Satan can't do anything to us unless God allows him to do it. Or we sin, and that gives Satan a legal right to do what he does. A lot of times we say, well, the devil made me do it and I'm having problems this and that and the other. And why did God this? Why did God? Hey, we open up that door when we habitually practice sin and whatever the case. We know better than to do some of the things that we do. And when we commit those sins, it's just opening up the door for trouble. All right. And, of course, you all know the story how that once Satan left the presence of the Lord, the Sabaeans came and took the oxen and the asses and killed all the servants. Fire comes down from heaven, kills all the sheep. The Chaldeans came, took the camels and killed the servants. And then a tornado came, killed all of his children. That's the devil. That's the devil's work. Kill, steal, Destroy, But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The only reason we can have that life is because Jesus gave his life on Calvary and we receive it by faith. Now, Satan has to go before the Lord and ask permission to do certain things. And in Revelation chapter 9, in verse 1, the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Could this be Satan, this fallen star? Could it be another fallen angel? That fell along with him. We don't really know for sure. But we do know it is a fallen star. A fallen angel. Very well could be Satan. We don't know for sure. Um, Who gave him that key? I believe it to be the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 Jesus said I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and I have the keys of hell and of death. Jesus has got the keys. But he can hand them over to Satan. If he so desires to do so. And at this particular time. In the tribulation period, at the time of the fifth trumpet judgment, Jesus is going to hand over one of those keys to the bottomless pit. And what comes out of that pit is horrible. And we're going to take a look at that next week.